seems like every week we come here, get drunk. I get, I get high. And we get we get a couple of people who complain that I don't drink enough on the show or I don't seem drunk enough. And to them, I said to you once again, I can handle my own goddamn booze. I'm sorry, I have a stronger liver than the rest of you. That is right? a perspective. But <laughs> in honor of that, I'm gonna go ahead and pour myself a couple beers. Well, well in while my you awesome do that, I'm gonna fish out some lovely jet fuel gelato. Jet fuel gelato. Those seem like two things that should not be mixed. <laughs> whatsoever in this world and yet it smells oh so wonderful oh that's that's some lovely head there my my dude some lovely head we're, we're talking about beer ta- for those who are listening we're talking we're, about beer yes beer head we're talking beer head. about beer head <laughs> let's keep it pg graham <laughs> <laughs> you, you motherfucker only listening on Apple devices or, or like on Audible device, yeah, Spotify. Yeah, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever they get your podcasts. The people who are not actually, we don't even fucking put the video out. Fuck, what, what am I talking about? I've been putting the video out. You haven't been putting out. I've been putting out. <laughs> hey, I thought that you said you were, you were saying keep it PG thirteen or keep it PG. <laughs> I bumped us up the bar again. Oh, so it's okay when you do it. Well, my last name is Rokes. It's R for Rokes. Okay, fine. There's no, like, S rating. What do you want from me, all right? You're G. You're G rated. You know what? Fine. I'll t- I'll, I'll take it. G rated. You'll allow it? it? <laughs> all right. So, I'm drinking Blue Moon beer. For those who haven't had Blue Moon, it is a delicious Belgian white. Best enjoyed with a slice Blue of orange. Moon. But I don't have any oranges because I'm a broke-ass bitch. You so. saw me standing alone. Careful, we don't have to. I don't want to pay. Yeah, that's shit. why I only did the line, the one line. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> and that's the end. <laughs> so I want to go back to this. I don't want to. I don't want us to 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 to, to skip over this. Jet fuel gelato. Jet fuel gelato. It's a thing. Get used to it. It's delicious. Well, once again, we come up with the most random names for weed. Like. I just see like five stoners in a room with a massive dartboard, just throwing darts at random shit and putting yes, words together. That's accurate. That is marijuana marketing <laughs> right there. This is why I think that I would be a fantastic uh, 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 marketer for marijuana, for cannabis products. Here's why: because uh, I'm insane. First of all. That's a, that's a good yes. first uh, uh, step. I will endorse that path. <laughs> uh, number two, I have random thoughts and words come to me in random order. Perfect. <laughs> I think I think that the, sure. this this could be something just with those two two details. But mostly that I'm insane. Let's just totally ignore the full fact of marketing being, you know, where you, you know, like have to pander to audiences and understand audiences and try to sell shit. No, let's not worry about that aspect of marketing, which is the foundations of people, price, place, and promotion. No, it's being a mad motherfucker and random thoughts. Those are the two essentials to marketing in your mind. Yes. Like I said, God, I'm I hate insane. You so much. Like I said. I'm insane. Yeah, I mean, you do do the same. We do. I mean, I think we're both insane because we keep doing this shit week over week, 
expecting something to be different. Isn't that the truest de definition of insanity? Uh, I mean, that, that, that people say that that was the uh, definition of insanity, or that's what Einstein said what the definition of insanity was. I was going to say, wasn't it like wasn't Einstein? Actually, who it, who are we to fucking argue with Einstein him? Einstein quote. That's just something that somebody said was an Einstein quote, and then people believed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Because internet. No, because I remember hearing that before the internet. That's how That's old I am. You are old. You are old. I as remember shit. the times. I remember the dark times before oh, the interwebs. Do you know? The interwebs. Before the before the internets were commonplace. Sure. Let's put it that way. Sure. Like, did you ever have dial-up? I do remember dial-up because my parents lived. No, no. Did we you had ever have? Because okay. my parents lived so okay. far away from town that we still had dial-up until I until like 2010. Because you don't know struggling with the interwebs until you've tried to play World of Warcraft on fucking dial-up. You don't know... Okay, I played World of... When I was playing World of Warcraft, the internet in my house was still at about one megabyte down, megabyte download speed per second. Yeah, and it would average right. out at like maybe... Uh, that's that, that would be on a good day. One megabyte, two megabytes. Uh, averaged out at like 700 kilobytes. I played World of Warcraft with that internet, and I pissed off everybody. <laughs> yeah. Graham, are you telling us you're Leroy Jenkins? Please tell me you're Leroy Jenkins. You'll become my fucking hero. <laughs> he is smoking a big-ass hit right now, so we'll let him do that, and I'll start off the show proper. Welcome, kids, to another episode this week of Drunk Thoughts and High Opinions. I am your drunk and dastardly host, Whoa. Corey. That's very nice of you. And I am the disorderly, stoned, sap, Graham. Hi, Graham. Hi. <laughs> Get that cough out of the way, you know. Just do what you gotta do. I, I sometimes mute my mic in the middle of the show and, like, rip ass or burp or fart and cough just spoilers just a little behind, oh, a little the, behind scenes the scenes yeah. for the kids yeah. a little bts bts to drunk thoughts and high Ooh. opinions i've got a nifty little button here right on my mic that allows me to mute it and then i can go and pour drinks and not be a ruckus because that's always a bitch to edit out the the ice kinkling and all yeah, that crap no, it's always annoying it's never it's never fun I what am, are you doing you're just like i'm lighting my incense so that it does not just reek of weed in here you, you you look like you're trying to like reach through the camera and do things and i'm not digging it i will do things to you through not, the camera i'm not piece of shit oh lord <laughs> i now have that on tape and camera <laughs> do you hear that fbi <laughs> graham struck first <laughs> So we have to wrap this um, this episode up quick, you know, within our rough hour, because I am in the middle of the Odin yep. fight. When you said I have, to, I have to kick the ass of, of Thor, I was like, should we wait for another night? Because you're like, you're in the peak of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, and that's not so much spoilers for those who haven't played the game. Like, obviously, it's a Norse god you're gonna game. Fight. You're going to be fighting you're Thor and fight Odin. Thor. I won't spoil anything, but like. I don't know how many I don't know how many rounds you go against Odin, but I'm in the second round at the moment, and that's all I'll say. So I'm just like, let's wrap this yeah, shit up, I I... so I can go back to kicking that dude's ass. I understand. It's a great fight. It's a great um, fight. And I think uh, what is it? Not this week, but 
Sorry, not next week, but the week after. So in two episodes. So not this episode, not the next episode, but the episode after that. It'll be you and myself discussing God of War Ragnarok in its entirety. Yes, that Is that about right? about right? We will be, uh, we'll be breaking down the whole game, the, the <sighs> Norse mythology behind it, and just kind of you know talking about some of the decisions they made and what we think... Uh, what we think of those decisions, you know? And how far off our predictions oh, were. So far off. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back and listen to that episode and be like, these idiots. two idiots Absolutely are nice. just totally yeah, off base. Yeah. So they don't know what they're fucking talking about. It's a good thing they have the excuse of substances, alcohol and Absolutely. marijuana to back fall back on. That's I mean that's that's honestly the whole crutch of this show is if we say something stupid or fucking wrong, we could just blame it on whatever that's we're a... imbibing. The jet fuel, gelato, the blue moons, the whiskeys, the tequila. Ooh, I have tequila yes. still. Yes. I I showed you the Lagavulin and whiskey that I ordered or that I got myself. You I, did. Uh, I um you Ron, Ron Swanson to uh, your heart, yes. your Christmas. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be taking that to the states with me. Me and my brother are gonna uh, mm. enjoy that over some steak or something. Well, you gotta you gotta have you, steak. You gotta do steak night. And you gotta do it right. But well, you haven't watched Scrubs. Fuck you. There's a whole episode dedicated to steak night, and they have a whole like song and dance that goes with it, and it's fucking hysterical. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For all those who are watching the episode, you're going to see me do my really bad white boy mm. dance. Interesting. This is why I stand up during yeah, the shows. Right. You're not sit down like Graham. If I if I stood up, I would be done with every show after 20 minutes. <laughs> I know, that's why I stand up, because like, you can see me, if you watch an episode, if you actually watch an episode, you'll see me, like as the show goes on, just start like... Wobble, wobble, wobble. I basically wobble. become a waving and flavor of iron flailing yes. tube man. Yes. <laughs> Whacking, waving and flavor of iron flailing tube um. man. Corey, I sent you a photo earlier. I'm wondering if you remember that photo. I mean, you sent me a lot that's of photos. True. I, I'm not sure if that's a really and good like ninety percent of them are NSFW. That's a good point. Um, this one was <laughs> this this one related to something we've talked about in the past on this show. Um, specifically oh, to do with weed. Oh, heights. the weed height. Yeah. You sent me the, the, the prototype the for the weed height. the very first design. Hey, that fucking yeah, rhymed. Yeah, the very first. Uh, the weed yeah. height prototype. It's the first weed height design that my brother has sent me. He wanted to see what I thought. Wasn't like exactly what I pictured, but I think it's an improvement of what I originally pictured because I'm now thinking about what I orig originally pictured and was like, that's impractical. That wouldn't work. So this actually is way better. I was thinking of it as like a long skinny tube. I was like, that would just topple over. Um, <laughs> so this is like more of a like, because think about the like when you have a flight of beer, you know, it's it's a it's a thing. It's a not necessarily it's usually like a like a, a a big tray. It's like a a two by four with some holes yeah. drilled in it. I mean, Maybe it looks a little nicer, exactly. but at the but end of the day, like it's still a sturdy thing. And and what I was picturing was not like nearly sturdy enough. So, uh, uh, what he sent me was, and what you've seen was a multi-layered, uh, kind of staggered um, uh, tiers going around like a stairway, sort of. 
uh, uh, different platforms for the weed. Yeah, I think a circular stairway without the vertical portion yeah. of the stairs, just the flat part. Kind of like one of those like old-timey circle stairs you see in like mansions, you know, those ones that go rotating yeah. up and there's no like vertical spart part of the stair, it's just the yeah. horizontal. That it kind of reminded me of that combined with the stair illusion, uh Schroeder yeah. stairs. It kind of kind of gave me a lot of those vibes. I got to say, it was way artsier than I imagined. I was like, leave it to a fucking professional to, like, go ham bone on this. Every, uh, we, whenever we have... Well, that's a whole other level. <laughs> whenever we want to make Like, something... there's creative artists, and then there's the Stepevskys over in the left field. <laughs> doing their own yes. thing. Uh, we are a unique bunch. But um, mm-hmm. I, I was very impressed he's gonna that's the design he's gonna keep for now when i go and visit uh at christmas in a few weeks we're going to uh work on it together and probably build the first version of it the first you know uh, something that i can i'll bring back with me uh and 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 practice and and learn you said you wanted to make a uh a video of him building something I'll probably be making uh, like several videos, like several different things of what he's working on. I'm going to be shifting out memory cards. Like, oh, we're working on this project now. Cool memory card. <laughs> Just saying, it'd be kind of cool to have a little BTS of the building of the, the first weed yeah. height for like the fucking Smithsonian in thirty That's years. That's a really good point. I don't even know if the first. If, I mean, we needed fear flights are in the Smithsonian. They're not, not yet. But we'll start. We'll start like the the. The drug Smithsonian, oh you know, there's the air and space. We'll start the drug Smithsonian. This needs to be a thing in in uh, when I was pitch no DC. when I was pitching that idea of 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 uh, of us playing characters in uh, Greenlit of like being the the bar and this and Shh, the the folks oh, right, don't know about Greenlit. Don't, don't give shit away. Forget about that. Yeah, folks. We, I said nothing. What are you What are you talking about? What I said? What? Shut the fuck what? up. <laughs> I just broke my ruler. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, he sent that to me. I got very excited, and uh, I immediately sent it to you because I obviously so excited. And this is where we came up with the idea. So, I I think that this could be a thing. This could definitely be a, a future merch item for us. Trump Tra- and I opinions presents Trump weed heights. We need to trademark weed heights. <laughs> I mean, your parents know how to patent, I'm yes. sure. Well, trademark. They know how to trademark. We need to patent it. Yeah. That's the thing. True. Yeah, trademark is... Yeah, That's no, we would need to patent this. Yep. But I don't even know if we could, because, I mean... I we could look into it, but it, I mean, it costs a couple thousand dollars. It ain't going to be cheap. You know what? I feel like that could be worth it, because this is an idea that could blow up. You know? Like... You've heard about these Colorado B and Bs up in the mountains, where where you go out and it, you you can uh, they'll just give you weed, you know, throughout the day. Like, oh, go, get up in the morning. Here's a here's a sativa joint. Go for a nice walk. Taggerty weed. This is, this is this is the world I want to live in. I was gonna say I don't know what world you're living in, but I like it. <laughs> can, can I, I be part of this? Guest pass. I want this world. Disney weed. <laughs> The wonderful world of Disney well, weed. That's going to be a thing in like 15 years, at, uh, if not sooner. Oh, yeah. And not at Disney. No. I mean, there'll be, a, I'm sure there'll be like some sort of, I mean, if there isn't already some form of like 
marijuana-based amusement park, I'll be very dis- disappointed it'll with America. It'll be in Colorado for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, it'll probably be called. It'll it'll be something like uh, Rocky Mountain Enjoyment. Uh, Rocky Mount Rocky Mountain Amusement. <laughs> Sorry, I I was stuttering over that so much I couldn't get it out. I, I knew Six... exactly what I wanted to say, but my mouth was just like stuttering so hard. God damn it! <laughs> Rocky Mountain amusement. Four twenty star. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, <no. laughs> Rocky Mountain amusement. What? What? Where did, where did you go just now? <laughs> Somewhere you don't want to know. All right. <laughs> No, what is I our don't. topic for today, Corey? <laughs> well, this episode drops Friday the 15th, 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th. The 16th, Friday or Saturday the 17th, depending on how lazy yeah. we are. <laughs> hmm. Either way, this is the opening weekend of James Cameron's Avatar The Way of Water, which is the sequel to the 2009 phenomenon that was Avatar and I say we talk about that as well as how far James Cameron's up his own ass. I think that's uh, a, a very reasonable topic. Um, I, I think I will broach this subject by saying I've never seen, I've never seen Avatar, the first one. I've never Whoa! had interest okay. in seeing it. It looked like blockbuster bullshit when I was a kid. I've never stopped thinking it looks like blockbuster bullshit, despite every a, a lot of people telling me, "Oh, it's so good. You got it. No, it's 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 amazing." I've heard a few people say it's shit, and those few people counted enough to me. So, I've never had enough interest in it. It looks like blockbuster bullshit, and now James Cameron is so far up his own ass that this seems like even bigger blockbuster bullshit. So continue. Yes. What are you, what are your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I respect James Cameron significantly as a filmmaker. The dude's been rocking blockbusters since the you know the mid '80s. You know, big one was like Terminator oh, yeah, Two and Aliens, Aliens, the sequel mm-hmm. to Alien. I mean, Titanic is a great film, objectively a great film, or as one of my best friends would say, the best film of all time. Shout out to Stacy. She's not listening. Um, and then he came out with Avatar 2009. And he's done jack shit since. For 13 years, he's been sitting on his ass. And now this movie's coming out. And everything I read from this dude is just like... Is just... Come on, man. Like, you are so far up your own ass, you are burping farts. Yeah. 100%. Or farting burps. I don't even know at this point. It's insanity. So, like, I just... I, I don't I don't know I don't, I don't know I don't get it maybe I never will but at the same time I, I, going back let's talk Avatar for a minute before we do more camera bashing I I saw Avatar in theaters that was like a Christmas gift to the family my brother did he bought us all like 3D IMAX tickets which back in the day were you know like 35 bucks mm-hmm. a pop you know before it was commonplace and so it was cool and. It was really cool to watch a movie in that format. Like, to see a movie, you know, that... 3D, you know, there. I don't know if you remember, but 3D was, like, really getting pushed in, like, the late thousands, early teens. I like, it was going to be the next I big really thing. Do. And they really pushed for it. Avatar was that movie that, like, did it well. 
where it didn't feel forced. It didn't feel like they like there was like one or two shots that kind of pandered to 3D, but it didn't necessitate it. It wasn't necessary. Like it was there's like a couple of cool first person shots that you know were like you're like in somebody's eyes like a soldier running. And it's cool regardless. It didn't require it. Yes. Excuse me. Um, Sorry, that bugged me. Necessitated. I was like, what the fuck is that word? What are you looking for? I'm making up words now, damn it. Drunk Thoughts and High Opinions presents Necessitated. The creative writing student in me was like, I'm bothered by this. I need to find out what's wrong. (laughs) They were shots that like, well, I'm just saying that the 3D was, it was, it was, the shot was good regardless of whether or not it it was in 3D, but it was, the 3D definitely amped it, but it wasn't required. Versus you saw there was other movies that would come out. There was like, um, there was a movie, I want to say 300, but I don't think it was 300, but it was a movie with like a whip and they purposefully would have the whip come towards the viewer in 3d. Mm -hmm. So like the crack of the whip was like in your fucking face. And they did it multiple times where it was like, all right, it's getting old. Like I'm sick of having this thing in my face. Like, you know, you felt like a porn star. It's like, all right, get it out of my face. We're done. Um, I've never so, had a strong opinion on 3D movies uh, in general. Honestly, I'd forgotten that Avatar's main appeal the first time around was 3D. Um, yeah, that was a big I, one. Like, there was a huge stint there for a while where movies were all like converted yeah, to 3D and shit. It I was insanity. I remember, like, I remember movies where they would ask like, "Oh, 3D or no?" And and my parent, like, I, there were a few movies that I watched. Um, the first time in theaters that were in 3D and they weren't meant to be and they were just bad. But I can't remember. Yeah, I can't that's... remember a single movie in 3D in my entire life that has stuck with me. There's not been a single moment in my life that's like, oh, that really, really like like resounded with me. Like, oh, I, that, that 3D moment, it, the movie wouldn't have been be- uh, like, wouldn't have been the same without the 3D, you know? And that's the thing. That's the, yeah. that's the, the important part for me in 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 film is like if you're doing it it feels like it has to be absolutely necessary you're doing it for a good purpose and and if you're just doing 3d for the sake of doing 3d like uh. yeah and that was all 3d now i would see every movie in 3d that i could because i always figured that was my one and only opportunity to see it in that format and i was like why you know fuck it why not get the full experience but it never it was it was never ne- necessary. It was never a required right. thing. Right. It was just like, fuck it, yeah. why not? So, anyway, Avatar, the first one, it's, objectively, it's a good movie. Like, shots look good. The VFX of the time was good. The story is basic, but it's solid and it's well told. Acting is relatively on point. I mean, the worst acting is this, it was a no-name newcomer from like Australia or New Zealand, this guy Sam Worthington, you know, they purposefully got like a no-name star just to save on money, but they brought in a bunch of other big bang, uh, big hitters such as Sigourney Weaver, Michelle Zoe Rodriguez, Saldana. Zoe Saldana, uh, and 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 they were fantastic. So and like it's it's a good movie. I'm not gonna sit here and you know blow it until the morning and say, oh, you gotta go see it. It's the best cinema of all time. But it's it's definitely. It's a worthwhile watch just because it, it is a good yeah. movie. Like, 
it has all the earmarks of a good movie. The music, James Horner's score is fantastic. I mean, that's probably one of my favorite things. That man just knows his way around an orchestra mm-hmm. and to make you feel elated. And like, I loved the, the, they did like, they incorporated a lot of like tribal drums and chants in there that I thought was really well harmonized. So it's a solid flick. Like it just, it's an all around just solid movie. Like there's nothing inherently bad about it. Like a typical blockbuster. You know, that I'm going to sit here. Like it's just, it's well Yeah, made. it's your standard blockbuster, but it came out in the, you know, came out in the winter. It came out, you know, in like November, December time. So it wasn't a summer blockbuster, but it's, you know, it's a blockbuster film. Um, you know, it, but again, its story is basic. It's basic, you know, it's that very much Stockholm Syndrome type, Last of the Mohicans, Pocahontas type story of, you know, or Last Samurai, if you ever watched that with Tom Cruise, it's 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 the same yeah. story. Like, its story does nothing new. I can't, you know, that's, I think, one of the biggest things that my beef with James Cameron about this is, it's like, yeah, he came up with this 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 race of people on an alien planet. All right, good for you. You just basically painted Native Americans yeah, blue that's... and made them 12 feet tall. And then, like, he's like, this story came to me in a dream. I'm like, no, it's a story that's been told time and time again. Like, you really haven't reinvented the wheel here. You just made it blue and boosted it up with visual effects until it's basically all computer-generated yeah. imagery. Oh, absolutely. So. It's probably... I would say if you're really bored and you got, like, three hours to spare on an afternoon where it's rainy and shitty, which you're up in British Columbia, that's pretty when fucking common. I have three hours to spare, I have other and better things to do with my time. <clears throat> No, you don't. I know what your time is spent doing. And Writing my Because you send me weird ass shit. Yeah, no, you send me weird shit all the time. You've got plenty of time to spare. If you're bored and looking for a, a movie to watch, it's worth watching. I'll say it that. Okay. Well, the new movie has me not convinced whatsoever. <coughs> Excuse me. And here's why. Mm-hmm. James Cameron, as we said earlier, is so far up his own fucking ass. It's obnoxious. I am constantly seeing articles that are, you know, him talking about like, oh, I was telling, we were realizing to the executives that this movie is so expensive that just to recuperate our costs, which remember, twice as much as they put in because they have to recuperate the cost and then twice the amount just to make any sort of profit. So they, just in order to make this movie profitable to executives and shareholders it has to be like the third or second uh uh, it's like two billion dollars is what he was saying because of hollywood financial magicry it needs to make according to him it needs to make like two billion dollars to be considered a success and that's like the fourth highest grossing film of all time yeah sorry you were taking I know, a long you, time to get to that, that point. Thank you for that. I was. I, that's what I wanted to say, <laughs> and that's that. That was so arrogant. Like him just telling us that he that he needed our money. He told us exactly how much money we needed to give him from the get go, and then the news or, just gets uh, worse mm-hmm. and worse. Like he called out Marvel, yeah. saying like, "Oh, uh, uh, they don't even compare to what I'm doing." It's like, what? get out of your own ass. No, the previews for Way of Water, which. My buddy and I go see a movie at least once a week. So that preview we've been seeing for like two months now, every single Doesn't goddamn week. Great. They don't they don't look all that good. The Navi, which is the race yeah. of blue cats up on the screen, 
they look fine, but for a sequel 13 years in the making, it's about the same. I'm sorry, no. Yeah, it looks I about the same. No and he's comparing it to Marvel like Thanos, and it's like no, James Brolin and Thanos, like the motion capture and the the emotion that we got out of that yeah. role. Oh, fuck you, yeah. Cameron. Like, I don't. And I, and and Marvel has done blockbusters as well. It's the same bullshit, but it was more interesting, you know. At least the Russo brothers aren't up their own ass. They're pretty yeah. humble. Did you see the uh, the article that was headlined, uh, or not headlined, but the subject matter was basically James Cameron, like, people were like, so this movie's, like, over three hours long. Like, it's a long fucking movie. It's a fucking haul. That's two feature films, yeah. basically. Um, and, I mean, granted, the Batman, Matt Reeves' Batman came out earlier this year, and it was about the same length, maybe just a hair shorter, but it was still long as fuck, and that wasn't all that bad. Like, I... I usually have to get up and go to use the bathroom at least once in a movie. I didn't for the Batman, shockingly enough. And Avatar, they asked James Cameron, they're like, "What? You know, it's such a long movie. Aren't you worried about people like missing things going to the washroom or something?" And he goes, "No, they'll go see it again. They're, I'm not worried. They'll, they'll, you know, they can go to the bathroom whenever they want. There's no bathroom break point. Just go see it when you want because you'll go see it again in theaters." And it's like, dude. The arrogance of this man. The balls. And here's the thing. I, I respect your friend Stacy's point of view. I, the best thing about Titanic is the special features. Yes. The only good thing about that movie is the special features. The, I, 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 I think I, that that movie... <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're forgetting the two best things about that movie, and they're okay, Kate Winslet. Okay, okay. Okay, fine. I will concede. So the third so best the third thing about best that movie is the special, special features. features. <laughs> um, but, like, that movie is just not good. My biggest issue with that movie is, like, we... That... No, I'm not even going to go down that fucking rabbit hole. I've said it too many times. I think I've said it on this podcast. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Not today. Not now. Give me one line. Remind me. Give me those, the Sparknote one-liner. There are so many hundreds of stories, thousands of stories that were on the Titanic. Why did they have to make up a bullshit bad one? Okay. There Fair are enough. a lot of, if you read on. the like journals of people, there were a lot more interesting stories happening on the Titanic than the bullshit that he came up with. He just wanted to do something interesting with like filming the Titanic and all that. Well, and and so he yeah. decided, well, you know what? I'm gonna make a bullshit story instead of actually doing this with something interesting. That's my problem with James Those Cameron. who can't see my face, I have the look of well, that's duh that's on my, my problem face. with James Cameron is that he he's lazy. I don't know if lazy's the word, because uh, I think the man works like he does work, and he works hard. I just uh... he works he works a lot in one specific field, and I will respect that. But he doesn't give enough proper respect to the other aspect of the filmmaking, the writing. He hasn't done that since Aliens. Or Terminator 2. I don't know which one he did 
like last. He did I know, both. I'm, I'm forgetting which one he did like last. Oh, I think Terminator Two was like early '90s, whereas Ter- uh, Aliens was yeah, late okay. '80s. Yeah, okay. So he hasn't had he hasn't had good writing since Terminator Two. I don't even know if he was part of the writing on that. <laughs> really good point. Oh no, he did write he the story pro the story by on Aliens is by him. Uh, Terminator Two, Judgment Day. Uh, yeah, he wrote he he. It's written by he's got the is written by credit on, on that. On, uh, uh, Titanic. <clears throat> Yeah, I believe so. Hold on one second. And yeah, Aliens was 86. Terminator 2 was 91. Uh... I'm going to say something that I think will probably get me shot. Um, I think of James Cameron as a slightly better Michael Bay. Yes, James Cameron did get the uh, the written by credit on Titanic as well. So he's been a part of the writing team for all those movies. I would objectively say that Terminator 2 is probably his best written. Yes. Aliens was the best movie in terms of like the action in terms of taking the the horror of Alien 1 yeah. and turning into like the franchise that Titanic was Alien. Titanic is the most well made uh, in terms of like production value and and interesting steps and in, in tech and stuff. And then I'd say Titanic has the most heart. Well, maybe not heart. Uh, That's not the right word. If it had an Avatar has a lot yeah, of heart to it. Avatar, Avatar does have a like shit ton of heart to it. At least than Titanic. Titanic. I never found any heart in Titanic. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I think production value. That you know, production value might be where it's at. Like, if you take away all the visual effects of Avatar, it's kind of basic. But Titanic, like the the realistic, you know, the the special effects versus the visual effects, and the just like you know. In, in the attention to detail, especially considering like, so like they say that, um, so fun fact that you might not be aware of, they say, you know, in the beginning of the movie, they're talking about how quick, quickly the Titanic yeah. sank. The entire movie is the exact same length. That, that in is the time, detail. In the time it takes to watch that film, that's how long it took for the Titanic yeah. to sink. That's a good detail. I think that that's a really, like, interesting... I, th- he, I think it's a fun Easter egg. And it's just, it's good filmmaking. It's he. I'm not saying he's not a good filmmaker. I'm saying he's a bad storyteller. I think he's a... I don't think it's bad. He's, me- I he's think a it's mediocre basic. storyteller. He, like, he's, he tells basic stories in unique ways. As, as they would say on The Good Place... Very medium. Yeah. Michael Bay, Mike, James Cameron. Michael Bay medium. is not a good storyteller. Very medium. <laughs> no. Uh, I would, I would, okay, I, fine, I'm going to argue fine. that point. Michael Bay is in the bad place. I would place. say James Cameron is a way <laughs> better storyteller fine, than fine. Michael Bay. Michael Bay is in the bad place. James Cameron is in the medium place. <laughs> yes. And the Quans, <laughs> or no, sorry, not the Quans. The, the Daniels, the Daniels are, in the, are in, the, yeah, in the good place. And probably... Yeah, and the Daniels of everywhere, everything, all at once. <laughs> Those guys are so super, just chill, and laid back, and like haven't they don't. That doesn't make them good storytellers. Good storytellers, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, go watch the Big Lebowski oh, again, or like one. Raising Arizona. Look, uh, 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 look at uh, uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Look at Fargo. Look at okay. Fargo. Look at 
That that Mil- individual Mil- example. Kelsey. Barton Fink. No, Barton Fink is like Hail Caesar. Nah. I th- I I don't know why I'm the only one who seems to get that movie. Okay, fine, whatever. Because <laughs> you're crazy and have random thoughts, like you said earlier. <laughs> you're out of your goddamn okay, fine, mind. Fine point. Um. No, they. And for the record, I'm not disparaging the Coen Brothers. I'm not saying they're bad. That's a great story. Very well told. Um, That was not bad. Point being, I don't... Inside Lewin Davis. Sorry, I can't go past this. Inside Lewin fucking Davis. That movie is, like, poetry. Trippy Trippy as fuck. Trippy and (laughs) poetry. Trippy poetry. I'd put them, like, in the same arc as, like, Chris Nolan. Where the movie, they, they're they interesting. Like, it's not even, like, good or bad. It's more of a no case of, like... He the Coen Brothers. He just over-explains. He over-explains. No. The Coen Brothers don't explain shit. And then, and then uh, Christopher Nolan has a mandatory 30-minute expo dump in every single movie. And it still doesn't make sense. Fair. But he, try, he tries <laughs> to explain it to you. But it still doesn't make sense. <laughs> I love the intent. They're like, you know what? Don't think about it too hard. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> like they he flat said, out tell you, it. don't think about it too hard. But I, you know, I put them in the same boat. I'm not saying I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying like, if we're grouping storytellers and 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 their quality of storytelling of you know of uh, of Hollywood directors and writers, Coen Brothers and Nolan would be in their own little camp. And I'm sure there's more that could be thrown in there. But that's where they're at because it's like they're not good or bad. I mean, I'd say they're more good, more good than bad yeah. for sure. But they're just ones that make you yeah. think, and that I think is an earmark of a good story. But then you have things like everywhere, everything, all everything, everywhere, all at once. That such a good movie. it sticks with you, but it all makes yeah. sense. Like it, you know, at the end of the story, you're like, all right, I'm with it. Everything wrapped up in a nice, neat little bow on like a Nolan movie. Nolan, like, what the fuck yeah. did I just watch? But the the Daniels presented this movie, and it's just good storytelling because the way they broke it all down and the way they conveyed it. By the end of it, all your questions are answered, but it sticks with you because of how it was yeah. presented. Versus Tenant or Inception, not all your questions are answered, but it sticks with you because it was also interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> Cameron, all your questions are answered, and it's like, all right, that was cool. Moving on, what's next? Yeah. Like it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't like totally stick with you as much. Like it's, it's like it's fun, it's cool, but it's not supremely interesting. It's just kind of mildly interesting. Like I said, Avatar is a basic story, just planted with the sh- the, the color blue. Yeah. Yeah. It's and Sigourney Weaver is <laughs> just Sigourney fucking Weaver. amazing. Oh, I. Th- this is the last thing I'll say about. Um, Avatar. I was seeing an interview today, uh, the Graham Norton show. Kate Winslet was talking about how she um, beat it comes she back beat around Tom Cruise's record uh, for uh, like holding breath underwater. And I was really hoping you would just finish that sentence with "I beat Tom I beat Cruise." Tom Cruise. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I should have. Okay, she beat Tom Cruise. Um, but she beat Tom Cruise specifically at uh, uh, at <laughs> um, holding breath underwater. He, I think, his record Hold was like six minutes and fifty seconds of tequila shot. Nice, nice. 
Um, I think his record was like six minutes fifty seconds. Some, like a few months ago or the, earlier this year when he did Maverick, because um, he had to hold his breath underwater for a long scene. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, but no, not in that movie. Maybe like Mission, oh, maybe Impossible, Mission but... Impossible, but he had to. He he like broke the yeah, there's... for uh, like longest like amount of time somebody holds their breath underwater in a movie or something like that. Um, or, or, or just, no, holds breath underwater for any length of time. And, and she broke his record and it was like seven minutes, 15 seconds, which Jesus Christ, how the fuck? Uh, I mean, you just don't move. Yeah. But like, what the fuck? (laughs) I just don't, I know. Um, so this is the sort of thing that James Cameron goes for. He goes for the big explosive marketing things, the really big decisions that that everybody is like, "Ooh, I'm super hyped about this." And it's like, "Ah, eh, that's cool, but so?" Like, why yeah. who cares at that? Like, why why did you do this? And it was like, "I'm I'm happy. I'm happy that you did that. It's it, that's cool. I'm happy for you that you that you did that, and it's it feels super empowering. But why? <laughs> What's the point of that? I I don't get it. It just and it just seems like marketing at a certain point. It's like, hey, you need to hold your breath at this point. Tom Cruise made a big deal earlier this year. I think you, Kate, can do better. And she's like, you you bet I fucking will. And she and then she spent months doing that and all for marketing. And then you'll draw me like one of your French exactly. girls, right? Right? Fun fact, that is actually James Cameron's hands in that scene, drawing her. That's not Leo. I, I, I knew that. But did the listeners know I that, Graham? Most people knew, did knew the that listeners? It's, it's like one of the most well-known no. trivia. I knew that, and I've only seen the movie like once or twice. At once, and then, like, all the other scenes in random order. I watch that movie, like, at least every six months with Stacey. I could never. I would yeah. gag. It's, it's not a choice. Need, I would need to be pissed drunk to get through that movie. And even then... Oh, I make the strongest fucking Manhattans known to me. I would be ranting at every single decision in the movie... We do. At this point, we just kind of sit there and make fun of it and, and she, pick it apart. And she thinks it's the so. best movie ever. How 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 dare she? She also listens to Taylor Swift, so you know oh, what? Oh, okay. This is the this is the end of our discussion tonight. We're talking about Taylor Swift for a moment. How? No, no. I still have more. I have more James Cameron okay, stuff. Well, we're the, when we end this conversation, we're doing it to talk about the the Variety's new show, uh, Directors on Directors. Put a cap in that. You what what are you, it. what do you have to fucking say i have no idea what you're referring to so what about james cameron what do you have to say oh what i have to say i thought you were talking about the directors no. under i was like i don't know no, what the fuck that is so you, i said put a cap in that about put cameron no we're we're, we're we're and so and now talk about the shit that you were talking about so i can get to back to <laughs> it right. god damn it you didn't leave a gap in there you had one stream of conscious thought work, you didn't give a gap god damn it like you ever heard of a fucking punctuation mark yes i just don't believe in them 
I fear for your book. <laughs> Weirdly enough, my right my writing oh God. has way more punctuation than my speech. <laughs> and that's not even fucking accurate. And you put like capital letters in the wrong oh, places and put, all that. Oh that's God, my damn it. texting. Fuck you. No, I'm talking about your writing too. I've proofread <laughs> your writing. <laughs> Future Graham's publication editor. You're welcome. They're never listening to this. Um, they'll, they'll learn about this and say, "Shut this up." No, they will, because they got to figure out your publicist will. Your publicist is going to listen to make sure oh, there's no right, dirt right. that they can be held against you. So, again, you're welcome. Um, I'm oh, going Maui on this shit. What can so I say? But said. you're there's welcome. So I said up to this episode that she'll have sent me, and then she'll send me this clip and be like, "Dude, you even knew, dude." <laughs> <laughs> You could have no, so there yourself. was the uh, so one more article that I saw about James Cameron being so far up his own ass, he's basically shitting through his eyeballs. Uh, so initially, Avatar I think was planned for like five or six movies, mm-hmm. according to Cameron. He has since said that he's gonna like parse it down, or I think he filmed two and three together. He's trying to consolidate because. You can't go 13 years without pumping out a sequel and do it again. Like, you know, if we have to wait for 26 years to the third one, like, fuck yeah. that noise. But apparently he came out, he, he recently said in an interview, he sent Avatar four. Yeah, I think he filmed two and three back to back. So we're going to get two and three really close. And then there's a fourth one and maybe a fifth one. But he had the fourth one. He sent the script to the execs. Uh, whichever studio, I can't remember which studio pumps these movies out. Whatever they are, they have way too much goddamn yeah. money. Um, and, you know, usually when you do that, the executives come back and have notes. They say, like, hey, listen here, Mr. Cameron, this is uh, this is fantastic, but uh, we got a couple of notes for you. Something to just kind of, you know, make it a little more uh, chewable, a little more digestible, a little more easy to uh, get behind if we're going to spend this kind of money. Excuse me? I'm James motherfucking Cameron. No, 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 no. How dare you speak to me that way? I made Titanic. No. Nope. I made Avatar. <laughs> I am the I am the most prolific director in the world. How dare you speak to me that way? You done? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> right. So that's probably how the conversation would have gone. But apparently, according to James Cameron, they just came back with one email with two words. Graham, for bonus points, what two words do you think that email contained? No. Go ahead. Mm Mm-mm. Fuck no. Try again. (laughs) You're close, though. You have one word right. Fuck yes. (laughs) Close enough. It was, holy fuck. (laughs) (laughs) According to Cameron, that is the only note he got on Avatar 4 was, holy fuck. And I'm just like, all right, you're not God's gift of filmmaking, man. Like, we get it. You're good. You put out some good shit. He wants to be relevant again. He hasn't been relevant in a while. Oh, of course. I get it. 13 years to be exact. But but he at this point at that point he was kind of like living in that like legacy like he had made 
some of the uh, like he, he had made some great movies and some of the biggest earning movies of all time. Well, I mean, Titanic and Avatar were the top two like grossing movies exactly. of all time until Endgame, and then now oh, Disney is just displacing him left and that's right. That's right. That's what he cares about. You're right. I forgot about that. He could not stand the idea that somebody else had made more money than him on a movie. He is just and a comic book he movie is at just that. Like George Lucas. If you've ever listened to the or watched the uh, the the special features of the the prequel trilogy, George Lucas several times is like, "We're never gonna make as much money as Avatar." Like he, he changed the game. I don't know how we're ever gonna make as much money as Avatar. George Lucas, all he f- do it in your George Lucas voice. Do it in your George Lucas voice. <laughs> do it, do it, Graham. Do it for me. Do it for father and country. <laughs> we're never going to make as much money as as Avatar. It's just not, we're we're never going to do it. He, uh, James James changed the game. He's made way more money than we're ever going to be able. We're never going to make as much money as Avatar, uh, or as, as Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like <laughs> brilliant. He, like the, those people are so obsessed with money making over art that that's that's my issue was like george lucas may uh uh, get a lot of bonus points for oh he created lots of technology for his stuff so did peter jackson so did peter jackson (laughs) (laughs) i like how we just had the same thought (laughs) (laughs) we didn't script that for the record Peter Jackson did it. He created new technology for a movie, and the movie was fucking good. You mean all three all movies three were fucking movies amazing? Were fucking amazing. I sorry, I consider I consider even King Kong was. A, uh, yeah, same. When people were like, "What's a favorite movie?" I was like, "A Lord of the or like top three favorite movies: Lord of the Rings, Mallrats, and Inception." And they're like, "Well, Lord of the Rings was three movie. movies." Like, fuck you, movie. it ain't. It's it's yeah. it's hotter off the dream. Uh, it's I just move past that. But point being, Peter Jackson created a lot of new technology with uh, Wingnut, and I mean, and Lucas, you know, not to discredit Industrial Light and Magic, they did a great, you know, they they do great work, um, for the industry. Mm-hmm. Shit, there's a uh, there's a house up there in uh, Vancouver that does uh, a lot of visual effects. Yeah, no, I I don't. I think that it's great when they Excuse do me. stuff with other people, but I just nah. James Cameron. Nah. James Cameron, when left to his own devices, bores me. He bores me. He bores me. Boy, well. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm seeing Avatar Thursday, so I'll let you know. I can give you a uh, spoiler-free oh, uh, review of it on next week's about episode. Spoilers. You think I'm gonna watch? I this care movie? more about the viewers than you your think ass. I'm watch this movie. My friend. My 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 friend. I don't give a shit about you. Joked uh, when I when I gave the same thing about like it seems like blockbuster bullshit. She was like, I think I'm gonna get you a poster. I'm gonna get because I have Royal Tenenbaums on my wall. I'm gonna. She's like, I, I need to get you a second mm. poster. It's gonna be the Way of Water poster but you can't watch the movie and so every single time people come over 
It's like, <clears throat> so you must really love Avatar. Oh, no, I think it's blockbuster bullshit. But I have the poster, so. It's a conversation exactly. piece. <laughs> I like Lency. She's good. Good yeah, people. good people. Good people. Unlike James Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so tell me about this variety okay, director so bullshit we'll you're talking about. end the conversation on this uh, brilliantly fucked up note. Um, so last year, as I'm sure you were like painfully aware from your friendship with Stacy, uh, Taylor Swift directed a music video of uh, an extended uh, All 15 well. minute uh, short film that was also a music video for uh, one of her songs. All is well, and it's, it's actually a I've heard pretty that, solid watch. I've watched that's it. Great. Uh, that's I let me broach let me let me approach well. this uh, uh, by saying. I am not against Taylor Swift appearing on this show. All too well, I'm sorry. It's I have nothing, no problem with her appearing on the show. My issues come from the show's choice in placing her. So. Uh, sorry, hold on. I want to understand you here. Your problem is with taylor placing I, no, her I, herself? my problem is with with how variety is is using her or placing her in there like with against a person because usually you know they'll bring in people like uh, and they're actors on actors thing they just brought in jennifer lawrence and viola davis that's a pairing that makes sense you know they they they're actors a younger one and an older one they've they're both quite legendary and they but then they've had very different perspectives on the industry and they'll be able to approach it from uh like that you know kind of common understanding of the world whereas <clears throat> with taylor swift they are pairing her with martin mcdonough now, if you're not aware who Martin McDonough is, and I'm sure many uh, uh, listeners will not, nope. and Corey does not, um, he is considered to be the greatest Irish playwright of the modern era. He started doing film in the early 2000s, and his first feature film was in Bruges in 2008 with Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, and then he... I remember hearing followed, about that movie. I never saw it, but I heard about film. it. It's a film. I highly recommend it. It's it's f deeply funny and deeply, deeply tragic. Um, and then he followed it in 2012 with a movie called Seven Psychopaths, which was also very sad, but much funnier. And, like, yeah. I want to say I heard of that one, too, to be honest. Well, you've but heard definitely of his third That could be film. the alcohol talking. Which was 2017's Three Billboards Outside Ebbings, Missouri. Oh, I saw that in theaters. That was Martin McDonough's third feature film, and I think maybe his masterpiece. We'll see on his next film. Because uh, uh, it's probably going to be better. He's Masterpiece, yeah, masterpiece to, date. to date. He is a truly like inspired director. And it just feels a little weird to be pairing a giant pop star who is making this, uh, uh, who made this short film and is now making a feature film because she's a major pop star and has the resources to make this next to somebody who like fucking worked his ass off to get into this 
into this industry, I think that it would have been more appropriate to, first of all, get more female directors. There's a lot of female directors that got overlooked for this. Uh, there, were, there are only two that are featured, and Taylor Swift is one of them. That feels a little insulting, if I'm being honest. What was the other director's uh, name? I, uh, I'm again? just forgetting her name. It starts with an S. Uh, let me pull up the list again, because I'm forgetting. Oh, the the one for three billboards. Um, Martin McDonough. Martin, okay. Yeah. Hmm. I have seen the All Too Well short film, and I'm, I'm not going to sit here on Drunk Thoughts and High Opinions and say Taylor Swift is my favorite musical artist of all time, because she's not. Not going to find her on my iPod. But I have listened to a fair amount of her music because of my friend Stacy. Is she's a diehard Swifty fan, and I watched it with her. It's it's honestly it's a solid short film. Like it's it is well done. It accomplishes the goal it set out to mm-hmm. do, which is nice. Like it doesn't do more. It doesn't do less. It's set out to tell the tale of what the song is about, incorporating the lyrics into it, and it does that. And it does it really well. It gives you a nice message of this, you know, this this couple who's you know going through some shit. Like it, you know, there it 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 starts out great, and then it's on the rocks, and it doesn't you know it doesn't repair. And one you know the girl moves on and becomes a big hit. Well, the guy is kind of less destitute. It's kind of what Taylor's yeah. known for. No, I think I think that's and it's, I think it's great. I I need to watch it. Um, I, I think that it's fantastic yeah. that she made a film and that she like it, it, and if people really like it and it shows that she has a lot of talent in that field then great give her yeah, I don't I don't but... know if it portrays a lot of talent but it's it's one of those like you know like like this part is like this was good because it's it's a artistic conveyance of what she sees in her mind when she sings the song now a feature film which she's just announced that she's working on. I haven't heard many details on what this feature film is or what it's going to be. So I don't know if it's like a biopic of like her music or herself or something like that. So we'll yeah. see what happens there. I will throw this in too. What really helps with the short film. Um, Sadie Sink plays yeah. the lead female. Most people know her from Stranger Things is um, the one of the lead females in that that show. So kudos to that girl who you know to diversify and she's she does a great job on the the, the short film with, i have uh, to Taylor. walk back something but i just... said uh let you finish what just finish up what you're saying i'm gonna walk back something uh earlier i just my point being like yeah it's i mean i, I don't know i'm gonna slightly disagree with you on bringing martin and taylor together into a room Cause like, okay, you got Martin who has found success writing really deep and thoughtful movies and Taylor who has found success objectively again, thought, you know, personal opinion aside, like she puts out some really deep lyrics and some well-written music and has found fame on that. So you got two artists who have found a niche and found their audience and have done well. And so Taylor, who's, uh, you know, when was this the pairing with Variety? This like, is, when, when did you like hear about two this? Two days ago. 
Okay, December, so I mean, there's four days ago. there's something to be had so, there. Like, my, yeah, there's something no, to be had I have there. Zero issues with Taylor Swift being on this show. I just I think that the like I I, I get what you're saying, but I think that there would have been a more appropriate pairing for both of them. And I think that there's room for more. And you know what? It might have been one of those things where, like, these are the only schedules that lined up for a TV show. They couldn't bring in, like, Greta Gerwig or anybody, you know, who would have been more appropriate. More appropriate person for for, uh, uh, a conversation with Martin McDonough. Those two people are way more, like, in line with this. I'm talking about Greta and Taylor. Or that, yeah, or that. But I have to walk back what I said earlier when there, I said there's only two women in the lineup. There's four. I, I didn't recognize two of the names. Um, there are it's Taylor Swift, Chinonye Chukwu, um, Sarah Pauly, um, shit, I'm terrible at, t- at, at counting. Those yeah, three, three names. names. Oh, wait. And three names to what? What are these names uh, towards? Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, so the whole lineup is Taylor Swift on Martin McDonough for, oh, for, for directors on directors, the variety show. Uh, the, I'm just going to read the lineup. Oh, for okay. It's t- Taylor sorry. Swift on yes, Martin yes. McDonough, uh, James Cameron on Robert Rodriguez, Ryan Coogler on Gina, oh, Gina Prince uh, Bythewood. That's the uh, fourth woman. Chinonye uh, Chukwu and Tyler Perry. Sarah Pauly and Francis Ford Coppola, Joe Kaczynski and Ryan Johnson. You know, I, again, I'm going to, for the sake of the, just the sake of the show, like I see your point, but I'm going to, I'm going to fight the other side of it just for the sake of conversation here. So it's not that I necessarily disagree with you. I just, I can see the other side of the coin and I'm going to present it to make more compelling com- content here on Drunk Thoughts and High Opinions. Okay. I think that's actually a strong pairing with Martin McDonough and Taylor Swift because Martin's only done three movies. Taylor's had worldwide renowned success as a musician, so they're kind of like Martin is not a, 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 a what you would say like a, a a home name. What is that called? Like a uh, oh a um, household name. Household name. It's not like Spielberg. It's not like Lucas, Cameron. That's or fair. Peter Jackson. So like you know, like like you know, I've seen Martin McDonough's foot like movies, and I didn't know the fucking name. As you mentioned, you're like, oh, you know, you'll know this one, and I'm like, yeah, I did. But beyond that, like I didn't know that person's name, and I guarantee after tonight, I probably won't remember it. But like Taylor, Taylor's got some pretty high success in what she's been doing. And this person's seen some moderately individual yeah. success, indie success. I'm not going to say blockbuster or big hits with uh, the filmmaking. So bringing somebody who's had some good success and yeah. somebody who's had uh, success in another field but is trying to break into indie filmmaking, which is what Taylor's trying to do. Like, here's an indie filmmaker who's done it. And here's an indie, and here's Taylor who's aspiring to become a quote-unquote indie filmmaker. I think that actually is a it could be a I strong can, pairing and provoke some I strong can conversation. So, to to join your your devil's advocate side, uh, I can, for the sake of argument, see Taylor Swift being a big like Martin McDonough fan, like really enjoying his movies because she's she does seem like a, like a very like intelligent person. 
she's just also like a major fucking pop star like <laughs> uh like she does seem very intelligent so i can see her like being being a fan of martin mcdonough and maybe variety reach out to her and saying we want you to be a part of the show uh like uh we're thinking of having you talk to like this person or this person she's like i would love to talk to martin mcdonough i can see that being yeah. a thing and in that case then I'm kind of okay with it because then it was like, oh, she does have pull and she decided that she wanted this. And then it's like, oh, yeah, it's kind of giving him free publicity. But if it was uh, if it was Variety just doing it, like saying, oh, we're just going to do this because it's crazy and weird. I, it, that's that's where I'm I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, if that's the case, like they're just pairing him up because for the yeah. sake of pairing him up, like, no. But if there's a actual reason behind it, you know, I remember reading a, a book about producing when we were in film school and they were talking about, you know, it was like an interview with the director and the director said, you know, when I'm looking for a producer to make my movie, do I go with, you know, the person who's made a $50,000 movie or the person who makes a $5 million movie. And I go with the person who's made the $50,000 movie because they know how to make shit work on a budget. They're not expecting to get all the money in the world, so they get creative, they get unique, they get yeah. different. And so here's Taylor, who's going to be a quote-unquote first-time director for a feature film. She doesn't want to. She probably doesn't want to talk to a Spielberg or a Lucas or a, a Peter Jackson or a James Cameron. She wants to talk to the person who's been into the nitty-gritty and has done low-level things that have become big. Three billboards over Ebbing, Missouri. I mean, again. Just like you, you, you case in point, you, I had never heard of Martin McDonough before. And then you said that movie and I'm like, I know that one. I know that movie. Like that's a household yeah. movie name. The, 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 uh, the writer's name's not household, but the movie is pretty common knowledge. So Taylor wanted to talk to that person who's kind of grown their fame through that method versus somebody who's been around the block for 30 years. I'm on Taylor's side on that. I'd rather talk to that person because I feel like they're probably a lot more if, in tune with what you're trying to accomplish. If it was her choice. If it was her choice. Cause, and I can see it. Yes, I can see of that course. Because it, it does put, Given her, the it agency. Does put her name first, which I can imagine Variety like chose people and then asked them, like, who would you like to talk to? Oh. Like, like uh, I can definitely see them choosing a Taylor Swift and asking, hey, who do you want to talk to? And then uh, and then picking James Cameron saying, who do you want to talk to? And he's like, Robert Rodriguez, that sounds like fun. Uh, like, yeah. And yeah, I like just, yeah. yeah. I can see that being a thing of them all, like being them choosing certain directors or, or saying like, hey, we have these other directors. Who were you interested in talking to of this line? List A, yeah, list exactly. B. Um, Figure out what you want. But that's that was that's my little rant. It just seemed a little off to me. I was like, this this is weird. At, gl at first glance, it seems weird. But if you think about it, I I think there's a lot more sense there than what you know yeah, on the surface. I'm, will, I'm willing to 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 give it a go. It'll probably be more interesting than than I initially thought. But now I'm gonna throw out a caveat to this whole okay. thing. Taylor better not cast herself in this. Oh God, no! I hope, I hope not. Oh God, cause, yeah, no, I. She's great on stage. I'll watch her jump around for an hour and a half but any day you, of the week. Seen her acting on uh, stage. Acting. I I went and saw. 
what's that movie that just came out with uh her, it was uh margot robbie christian bale and uh, another gentleman whose name's escaped me god that's gonna oh, bug me oh 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 um chris rock was it chris rock yeah chris rock was in it briefly not as much as you you, you would have thought he would have been amsterdam what happened to my camera what happened to my camera? I don't know. What happened? Eh, we don't need to see your face anyway. Oh god, I hope I, I didn't break my camera. I didn't What'd you do? do you didn't break it, did you? I didn't do anything, I, I swear. Oh, okay. Hmm. So while you're trying to figure that out, uh, Amsterdam. Uh, Taylor Swift is in the first, like, 20 minutes. I won't I won't spoil anything for anybody who's seen it. But she's in it for like the first 20 minutes and I'm sorry her acting is supremely shallow. It's not bad. I'm not going to sit here and say it's bad. It's it's just it's not her forte. It's something it's an art skill that she has yet to develop. And I would be very remiss if she casted herself in this feature film. Because she just doesn't have those chops quite yet. Now, if she wants to pull a Kevin Smith and put herself in the the movie at some point for like a minor role, a cashier here, a patron there, a something just a, I fucking hope <laughs> not. Those are the worst. I hate those tropes in movies. <laughs> I watched something and recently for God's that had sake, that, and I was like, God help Ugh. you if you ever use a Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, what did I watch recently? I watched something there we go. Got it back. that had that, and it was just like, oh, I can't believe that just happened, but we're going to move on from it. Um, so, yeah, throw Taylor in. Like, Zack Snyder, he's a patron in the coffee shop when The Flash saves Iris in the Zack Snyder's Justice League. Great. I love Mike that kind sure. of shit appears in like season six very briefly in a in one clip of them in paris ben and leslie in paris like he's at a co- at a coffee table right next to them yeah well he also put himself entirely in the he office he did not put so... himself in the office he was forced against his will by greg daniels and the rest of the writers mm-hmm. apparently he, like he was so uh, he yeah. says and they all agree they're like mm-hmm. oh yeah we tortured him and made him do it fair enough but Anyway, if Taylor wants to put herself in the movie for like a minor role, that's fine. But do do not make yourself the leading yeah, lady, because I'm sorry, Swifty, you you don't you don't got the chops. Bring back yeah. Sadie Sink; she did a really good job in this. So we'll yeah. see what happens. But anyway, I think that about does it. This this conversation went a little longer than you were anticipating, Corey. I think you want to get back to beating Odin's ass. So uh, if people want to see more of your work and you consume some of your content where where might they be able to do that we really gotta work on the setups <laughs> okay they're super on the nose <laughs> i know that's that's fine Fair. i'm taking notes Fair. from jim Quis- from oh. Podquisition. yeah stop Stop! Stop listening to Stephanie. And it's it's not just Steph. It's it's not. Do just yourself Steph, a favor. It's also Laura and Conrad. Yeah. Stop. Why? They're great. Just stop. I Break the them. habit. 
Go Lincoln Park yeah, and break the habit. I love listening to him. It's such a fun podcast. I can be found at all the fun social medias. I don't publish a whole lot. I need to do more. I've been posting a little more on Facebook. Just some photos of uh, myself and my amazing partner, Hannah. Yeah, you guys look cute. She and I are. Right? Right? As of the recording of this uh, this episode, which is 12-12-22, uh, uh, it has been officially six months since we came back into each other's lives. Thank you, Owen Wilson. So that's been like the whole text thread today is basically every text message is like happy six, six months. months. That's awesome. Happy. Congratulations right? for you. So. Wait, I'm sorry. Thank my you. brain is all over the place. Congratulations. I'm happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> it made sense. I've drinking a six pack, so you're good. Uh, but I can be found on all the fun social medias, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, while it still exists. Uh, at Roxy Boy, R O K E S Y B O Y. And I'm gonna take a swing in the dark here. Just, just, just close my eyes, throw the ball up in the air, and swing the old bat. Graham, we could find you at uh, mad-musings.com. You're so right. Yeah, you can find my short stories, my shorter stories, my poetry, my uh, 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 scenes from plays. I'm actually going to be putting a whole one act up there uh, in the coming weeks. So look out for that. Uh, it's called Waltz and... Plays usually come in three acts, uh, though. It's a one-act play. They're, they they exist. Um it's, uh, it's called Waltz into that infinite nothing. And uh, it is going to be very interesting. So look, keep your eyes out for that. Uh, and um, I'm also working on a little uh, video essay about Inception. Keep your eyes out for that as well. Eyes and ears. Like, and uh, you can... Like the movie or... The, the movie, yeah. Doing a little... You're talking about movies without me? I'm, well, I'm going to do... I'm gonna, it's a video essay. Yeah. I feel betrayed. Well, I feel betrayed. I feel go hurt. Go I feel ahead. hurt, Graham. You hurt me. You, you cut me deep. Feel hurt, man. I don't you cut know me deep right you. now. This is reality. So keep your eyes and ears out for that, and I'll be working on that. And uh, so mad-musings.com, that's the, that's the writing. And then you can find me on Instagram at outrageous underscore creation. Um, but that will just lead you back to mad-musings. So might as well just go straight there. Uh and just cut, cut out the out middle the media. media i don't care about social media so uh just i'm so well aware just uh yeah, yeah it, if if you had fun then uh you can find us here again next week i've been your high opinions graham stepniewski Sorry, yeah, I was sipping my beer. You, you took the wrong fucking moment to sip that beer, didn't you? No, I think I picked the right moment. You chose the wrong moment. Dealing with you, there's never a, a bad moment that to sip is alcohol. A fair point. Speaking of which, tequila, tequila shot. shot? I, I, I suppose I should smoke another bowl. Well, that was just a tequila shot. So you hit that bowl. I'm going to finish this beer and we're going to sign off for the week. We'll see you folks next week. Um, whatever fucking time and whatever fucking day we decide to drop this shit. Usually Friday or Saturdays. We haven't decided. 
whatever we'll figure it out. out. I think Saturdays. <laughs> yeah. Whatever we get off our asses and throw it out to you. So just keep an eye out on those uh, on on that Spotify, your podcast. On them interwebs. Anyway, have a good night, folks. You're in a smoky bowl. Have a good night, folks. Cheers, everyone. Cheers.